Unleashed Podcast. Hello, and welcome to this podcast of Unlocked and Unleashed, where we believe in unlocking your spiritual gifts, your spirituality, your finances, and uh, just relationship keys. And here on set, we have in the flesh none other than Pastor Hill of Church of Blaze. How are you, Pastor Hill? Doing real good. That's real good. good. That's good. We're yeah. so happy to have you again. Yeah. This is somebody who I consider a uh, a family expert. This is somebody I consider a family expert, and the reason why is I've been able to be up and close in his life and on a personal level, and I've seen him raise, and he's still raising. How many kids? Six. Six. You gotta get that right. I think I need to text you every day. I have six kids. <laughs> you know what? I just six. But I normally get it wrong. You instead, do. Instead, instead of me getting it wrong, I just it's better just ask the question. Yeah, you know, okay. if you don't know, uh-huh. if you ain't for sure, because I normally want to give you at least seven. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? You've you, you given me eight before. Jesus. Eight. See, you know, a new beginning. You deserve, <laughs> you deserve a new beginning. You deserve a new beginning. So, yeah. you know, uh, you know, in our last our last episode that me and you had, we were talking about uh, a different issues dealing with uh, uh, the man and not bringing the uh, doggy bag home. Oh yes, and, yes, uh, yes, bringing home leftovers. Bringing home leftovers and right. uh, making sure that you have even a, a, a marker even on your way home, That's saying right. it's time to decompress. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you know? yeah and definitely. So, yeah, with those uh, leftovers. You know, sometimes we're bringing emotional mm, left, left, leftovers yeah. and yeah. Uh, communicative, if that is the right word, uh, ability to communicate and converse. You know, we spend all day at work or uh, talking to, a, you know, our, our co-workers or you're running your own business, talking to different clients and you talk, 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 talk and mm-hmm. come home and just silent. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, those are areas of leftovers that we do. And then, you know, relationally, when you're connected in a father-son, father-daughter, you know, husband-wife type relationship, they, they need full-course meals. They need steak. Oh, no, that's right. Baked potatoes. They, they need vegetables. They need, they need all the nutrients. They need, mm-hmm. a, they need a colorful plate. And uh, it takes strength for a man to make sure he's bringing a full meal home. So you, you have to re- revive yourself and encourage yourself to say, okay, I got to do this for this next couple hours and, and fully engage with my family and be connected emotionally, you know, spiritually and, and relationally. And then, you know, also physically, because, you know, some mm. of us work demanding jobs mm. that are physicals. A lot of people is, you know, it's mental. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, like, uh, you know, our, our jobs are probably a lot of mental. Oh, yeah. Uh, decisions oh, yeah. all day long. All the time. Just like your phone just rang. Yeah. So we have decision fatigue sometimes. Man. Sometimes we want to come home and leave everything to our wives. Ain't that it? We do sometimes, yeah. and uh, it's sometimes that's not that's not fair. Yeah. One yeah. time I got chastised, even myself. Every time I got together with one of my friends, my wife would end up being the one disciplining and correcting my kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm always surrounding myself with good men that uh, know my poop stinks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, they they know my headlines as well as my small print so yeah uh, we give each other permission to be able to check each other up and he, that's important though yeah he checked me up he said Jonathan I notice how your wife is one to correcting a lot now I correct mostly at home but when he got in public I had a tendency to want to relax let her handle it so you know that balance was something good for me I still got to give myself physically be willing to take the physical effort to get up off the couch do things correct things that need to be corrected or engage with our kids and still play so that's what I meant by leftover. So just to clarify that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's good clarification. I think on, on today, 
There's several, several different topics running around my head, but I guess the umbrella would be, uh, I guess one question I want to ask you, and maybe this would be a blessing to the viewers, is I want to ask you this question. What do you do if you are in relationship with somebody and you're very passionate about what you do, mm -hmm. you're very passionate about the goals you have, right. you're very passionate about the dreams you have, but they not as passionate. And they're, and because they they lack that passion, you don't feel supported mm -hmm. by them. Right. What do you say to that person who may be watching and says, "I really, whatever, I just don't feel that supported." You know, it may be I don't feel that supported as we raise kids. Right. You know, I'm the same page on that. I may not feel supported in whatever I'm pursuing. I just don't feel my spouse's support. Right. What do you say to that person out there? Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's tough to be able to address that without dealing with the actual issue. But uh, to that person that is, is not feeling supported, the first thing I would tell them to do is make sure that they have communicated, you know, in a peaceful manner, you know, what their heart is. It's being assertive. It's just something we try to teach couples is you have to be assertive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes <clears throat> that word assertive, people say, ooh, you know, people rising up on you. And, you know, that, that's not the assertiveness. It's actually expressing your heart and your desires. Mm -hmm. Because some people resign to begin to tease, joke, complain, murmur, mm -hmm. do all types of things except just letting them know, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to have a little bit more support. So that's the first thing I want, would, would uh, advise them is to make sure that you're, you know, communicating what you desire for them. And then the other thing is, some, some people have passions that the other doesn't have any passion for it all. You know, it's just not a passion. <clears throat> like when we first got married, I don't like to shop. I, I know you're a fine dresser and stuff, so you probably I don't like do. to shop either. Okay, well, we're in the same boat <laughs> But early on, my wife would want to go to the mall. And, but she was wanting to go to the mall as a way of connecting and, and browsing around the store. Mm. I would rather go there and just sit, you know, on the bench, let her walk around the mall all she wants, and then get up and, and leave with her. Well, I had to try to submit my will to what she was desiring mm -hmm. you know for, for me to do so you know so that person that's not really knowing not really feeling supported I would just make sure that they are communicating to that person this is how you can support me because sometimes it's not in their their psyche or mental capacity to know how they really want to support it's support me support me support me you know attend one of my events you know ask what I'm dreaming about and sometimes you have to just communicate that to your spouse to if it's your spouse you know exactly how you know they can support you so 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 pastor hill do you think it's realistic for us to expect a man or how likely do you think it is for a man to say i want you to ask me what i'm dreaming about <clears throat> do you think that puts a man at a kind of a vulnerable place that he don't want to be at when he when he says i want you to ask or and, and, and then I think the second part to it is, do you think that sometimes people just feel like, no, I'm not going to listen to you, Pastor Hill, because they should know how to support me. Right. It's common sense. Yeah. And to that man, <clears throat> since you asked me to talk to a man, I would say that's a prideful man. So you said that was, that would be a prideful man to somebody who is pretty much not willing to even share what they, what would make them feel supported. <clears throat> yeah, it is because it takes vulnerability to express a need to your spouse mm -hmm. because you're exposing, hey, this is something that I, I really need, no matter what way you disguise it. So <clears throat> I would ask that uh, you know, man to just you know, humble himself enough to be able to express, this is what I need. 
And a lot of times with a, a female especially, you can express the thing, this is what I need. But then also on the backside of that, also express how it would make you feel if you, if you receive That's good. it. That's good. You know, so if, if it's like, you know, I have all these events, I would love for you to attend these events sometime. If you did, it'd make me feel like a superhero. I mean, whatever it is, and that connection there relates a lot. I know it works with my wife, Lisa, because it gives her uh, an emotional connection to what I'm saying more than just a mandate that I'm trying to give her. And that's so important, especially when thinking about the umbrella subject of what are some of the things that are weakening families. Uh, I would definitely believe that one of the big things that's weakening families is that not feeling supported. Because when I don't feel support within my family, I'm going to look for and I'm going to be attached to and be attracted to people who give me support, you know? That's right. And uh, I think sometimes we, we got to remember, nobody runs from support. Right. <laughs> you can run to it. I'm telling you. I mean, if uh, <clears throat> if I spoke to to wives for a moment, oh my goodness, if they could be their husband's biggest cheerleader and vice versa. Yeah. But you're talking about uh, this issue of a man. If they could be their, his biggest cheerleader, cheer him on. You know, there was a young couple we were mentoring. You know, he was young, didn't know how to father, didn't know how to do a lot of things. And it frustrated her. Mm -hmm. and, and she just would nag and nag and nag and nag. Why don't you do this? Why? Compare him to other people in the Ooh. church. And it, it, it just was eroding him and eroding him. And I, I said, you know, he's already thinking those negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. So why not don't be the devil's mouthpiece and begin to amplify what the enemy thinks about your husband. Yeah. Instead, do the opposite and really encourage because I don't know about you, but I am a words of affirmation guy. I don't know. I am too. Yeah, so we- Top love language. I, I, I love it. I mean, just words of encouragement. I, I keep notes people give me. I have a file for it. I keep notes too. I, we're the same. Yeah. So if you're married to one of those, whether it's a male or a female, you can go far. For cheap. That's right. <laughs> well, very, very I'm cheap. telling you so. By, by encouraging, so yeah, families, you're talking about families being together and stuff like that. Once you realize there's a high level of love that your husband or maybe your spouse, your wife needs and you supply that every time. Yeah, yeah, you. And, and one way that I, I define family, Pastor Hill, is one of the what I guess a synonym that I think of is support. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if everybody defines family in that same way if I had to put a definition there it's about support and you don't necessarily mean you got the same blood running through my through my veins if you support right. me and I support you you right. know what I mean to me that's we family that's right. you know what I mean and so I really want you to uh I want you kind of kind of turn turn the table a little bit and what what do you what does somebody do when they in relationship with someone who doesn't feel uh financial support from from that person like maybe they uh they don't feel like th they feel like they holding the weight the primary weight by themselves right what what do you say to that to that to that couple so you got one one spouse that's doing all the working and maybe the other spouse is, is not working at all and making excuses as to why they can't just give them a whole bunch of excuses how how, how does a, a couple uh, a married couple in particular, how do they deal with an issue like that? 
Well, I mean, in, in some cases, what well, I've seen, now here's an extreme case. Okay. Um, this young man stayed home. Um, she went to work. Uh, he stayed home, he played video games all day. She came home, she cooked. And again, he was still playing his video games. She came home, she dealt with the kids. And again, he was still playing, you know, video games. Mm. And of course, she was bush tired and went to bed. And he expected uh, his due benevolence. <laughs> and, and, and she did that also. Well, eventually, they're not together anymore. I'm about to say. So, they don't make uh, them kind of what, I, what I'm saying is when there's a huge disparity, I, I really speak to the other person. You really got to buck up and carry your own weight, carry your own burden. But then for that other uh, spouse, it, it's important to not over-enable that other uh, spouse because you have to do a certain degree so the ship don't sink. Okay. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta work enough, you know, to keep keep OG and E and ONG and 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 your mortgage payment paid and things like that. But don't over even if it causes you to do less, don't over-enable that other person. Because one of the biggest things that can help them is pain. Ooh. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Ooh. you inflict pain and you, you punch them and you hit them and things like that. But that person, especially if they're slothful, lethargic, lazy, or maybe they have a lack of knowledge on really how to move forward. That, that person, uh, number one, create an environment where it's not extremely comfortable mm. for them. And, 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 that's, and that's what you really have to do because they need to feel that in order to get moving. And then the second thing is try to get them around other people because you your voice will become a voice of nagging, whether it's a man or a woman, but get them around other people that can begin because it's obvious, everybody's gonna see it, but your true friends are gonna be able to say something about it. And they can also speak to him or her and uh, come alongside him or her and, and give them some guidance to uh, begin to work uh, begin to get a job or begin to carry their weight but you said financially right right yeah carry their weight financially because I don't think the man or the woman whether either one is at home I don't think anybody should be lazy it's not an excuse to be lazy Pastor, you said something that's very very powerful and I want you to unpack it a little bit more alright so you said that one way that uh, you can do it is by allowing pain to come you don't want to enable them and make it too comfortable right because then they won't have no motivation or inspiration exactly. to work right that's right so my thing is can you give us some practical ways in which you can make it uncomfortable you know but not letting the ship sink like you said right right because you don't want to come home and you, your kids ain't got no electricity right right <laughs> but what are some what are some practical ways because this is a common issue that you deal with as a pastor. You know what I mean? Oh, I've dealt yeah. with this issue um, multiple times. It's not, you know, this is a common issue you see. You right. know what I mean? And what you said hit, hit me so strong because that's important. Because sometimes what, what, what one person does is they will. They got cable in there still. They got all the crudiments, mm -hmm. that extra stuff that they don't need. You know what I mean? And so the other person, they don't feel no kind of push to right. work. And so what are some? Well, I mean, practical things uh there was one spouse that uh she let the lights go out and uh he wasn't feeling any motivation to do anything and she was out working so she she literally let the that was gonna um, it be a, her own uncomfort yeah 
uncomfortable to everybody else in the house. Okay. You know, and the natural tendency, whether it's the male or the female, there's the one that may be lacking. The natural tendency is, well, he'll take care of it. She'll take care of it. And um, if you really hold back and, you know, force them to have to take care of it, there's something we need to do. I'm not going to take care of this. I don't know what we need to do. We'll just go without our lights for a few days. Now, that's not fun to do. It's not. But could it stimulate something in him or her? To begin oh, to yeah. take initiative and you remove some of that enabling and, and, and get them to initiate on their own. And uh, it, it's possible, especially when you continue to do that in, in different realms. So I guess I'm saying holding back on some things long enough that it might even cause you a little bit of pain and discomfort. Okay. But the end <clears throat> of the matter may produce the lessons that God wants to teach them. Because a lot of times the other spouse it gets in the way of God's chastisement. And you know, if God is, if God is wanting to spank us as children, you know, he loves us. Mm -hmm. And you discipline those who you love and a lot of other spouses will jump in the way and uh, take the blows. And there's sometimes when God is wanting to discipline them as a son of God or as a daughter of God. That's powerful. And we have to stand out of the way and make sure, you know, I always ask yourself this question, am I working with God or against God? Mm. Where are you at work in this situation, God, and how can I join you and not work against you? And sometimes it takes your own sacrifice and, and, and pain and discomfort in order to allow God to bring them the discipline to awaken their own desires to do what they need to do. That's what I've seen. Have you seen that also? Well, I've uh, I've never actually seen that. I've never seen that. Uh, I've actually had that conversation uh, with a couple before. Matter of fact, I preach a message. Um, sometimes you have to, you may have to let the trash foul up. Right. You know what I mean? Because you keep on yeah. taking it out. They right. never gone. And sometimes men, especially men, sometimes men move slower on things that need to get done around the house. You're right. And if you try to take it upon yourself to get it done, then you never. Responsibility causes mature. It causes us to grow. Right. And the less responsibility you have on you, the weaker you're gonna be, especially as a man. That's right. And so. Like, uh, I would say, definitely, if you got cable, cut that cable off. Oh, yeah, convenience. Yeah. Oh, practicals, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would add that. You don't need cable. You don't need Netflix. You don't need, you don't need Hulu. If they want that extra stuff, you know what I mean? I'm trying to think about something else that's extra. That's... Well, I mean, yeah, all those monthly payments on things, everything has a subscription associated with it now, from video games to... You know, to to your streaming uh, sites that you watch, so yeah. you know, eliminating those, not paying those things. Yeah, I, I think they are because, I mean, well, it, it's our flesh, and our flesh just wants to be at ease and That's relax. True. That's true, right? That's very and true. And if we're talking about believers here, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's an issue of uh, spiritual discipline, and, and they don't have any discipline in their life, and they need some structure. Let me let me ask you this because I, the time that I've known you. I've seen, I've never actually heard you verbalize this though. And so I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Okay. But I know the way that your life is structured. So I, I don't, but it's still going to be a surprise to me how, either way you answer. What do you think when it comes to uh, families being weakened? Because that's kind of what we're talking about. Is we already kind of been dealing with support and stuff like that. But do you believe in a marriage? Do you believe it's best? For the woman when they rent children to stay at home. Um, do I believe it's bad? the Bible? You know, says that women be good keepers at home. You know, that's a scripture that says that in the Bible. 
So you don't have to take that as a legislation mm -hmm. to say that all women have to be at home. But the design of man going out, being the breadwinner, you know, bringing home the bacon, wife staying home with the kids and stuff like that, it's a good model, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, it doesn't have to be that way in order for a marriage to work well. Because uh, I think biblically, uh, the way the roles between a man and a woman are played out, who does what, I believe there's some biblical freedom there. Okay. Yeah, as far as what a man and a woman should end up doing. But as far as execution, I, I believe that, you know, God's word is very clear that uh, if a man doesn't, you know, care for his, his own, he's worse than an you know, unbeliever. So in the context of Christians, mm -hmm. you know, I believe that a man should be taking responsibility to care for and provide for his family. You know, even the word father is else means source and sustainer, so a man should work at being source and sustainer. But when it comes to like women staying at home versus working and things like that, she may have a higher degree of education and be able to earn more money mm -hmm. than him. Then I think there should be some things established still for respect purposes because most men I meet, and I am generalizing, most men I meet, it bothers them. You know, if, if they're the one are at home, because I think we're wired to cover, protect, and provide. You know, mm -hmm. and when we're not doing that, it, it, it makes us feel a little bit less than. But when when we're secure in our relationship, and you have a wife that lovingly, you know, submits to your authority and headship and leadership in the home, and you have a period when you're at home and she's out at work, and I've seen marriages work real well like that. It's because. The wife supremely respects and honors her husband, and her husband knows that. So he's secure at home, doing all the domestic responsibilities while she comes home and uh, after working. Okay, Pastor, I'm, I'm about to kick you out of the church. Let me tell you why I'm about to kick you out. Mm -hmm. is, you just said a very dirty word in church. Did I? Yeah. What did I say? Submission. <laughs> Said a very, very I was like, word. what did I say? Very, very, very dirty <laughs> We say S word. You don't say the whole word. That's yeah. a very dirty word. You yeah. say submission. <laughs> and so, uh, with that with that being said, I want you to tell us what does, because there's so many, a lot of people, when they hear that word, it draws some resentment and negative emotions, especially from women. Yes. Right? My question to you is, what does godly submission look like? What is that really? What is that supposed to look like? Give us some examples of what healthy submission is supposed to look like and give us some examples of what unhealthy submission would look like. Okay. Um, number one, you know, submission, submission is always given, not taken. So that's wow. one of the things you have to always remember. Wow, that's and uh, when you just do a a word search on the word submit in the Bible in the Old and the New Testament a lot of times that word submit is coupled with the word themselves and uh, in any relationship it could have been two females to a male female you know a man submitting to his employer submit themselves submit themselves submit themselves so first of all Ooh, that's a wife should is submitting herself to her own husband is what the scripture says and I'm, I'm really talking about biblical marriage right, right, right. so that's the <clears throat> construct here because this this does not transpose right. uh, into the world. It, it just doesn't. But number one, if you are submitted, number one is submission. So there has to be a mission you're under, number one. So for the man's perspective. No, no, no. Number one is submission is given. 
Yeah. Number one. Number one. Number and two. Gonna... Here we go. Okay, number two. Oh, okay, I'm numbering, right? <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> I wanted to make sure the feeling? audience got that. Because you hit us with a with a with a punch and oh, you, just, okay. you went right past it. That okay. is so powerful. Submission, Submission is, is given, given, not taken. Not taken. That is so powerful. Yeah. That that speaks to the man and the woman then. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh you know, if anybody's getting into a Christian marriage as a female and hmm. Marriage is a difficult relationship. Mm -hmm. So to try to do it on your own is, is not a good idea. To try to do it God's way is a good idea. Right. So the way he ordained it, submitting to his way and his plan is the best way. And the way he organized authority in the home with a man being in the head and a wife submitting, it says in all things in the Bible. And my wife and I, we practice that. But the thing is, I've never had to force her to submit. Man, that's good. Because on the other side, it's not anything that I can take away from her. She has to willingly give it to me. So in, in essence, I can encourage submission by the way I, way I act. And I, I think really, Marquise, it, it boils down to understanding authority. Because you cannot have authority if you're not under authority. Yeah. Right? Right. Yep. So like me and you, as men of God, we have to be submitted. And, you know, I asked my wife the other day, I was like, what makes you, you know, walk in submission to me? She says, number one, because I know you're submitted to God. Man. So it brings a wife, and Marquis, you could probably add to this, it brings mm -hmm. a wife real security. Yeah. When she hears her husband pray. Yeah. She sees her husband pray. Mm -hmm. She sees her husband seeking God with decisions, right? She sees her husband, you know, re reading God's word. So that, that's modeling, you know, what submission looks like, because in that essence, out of love and out of respect and honor, you know, my wife lovingly, you know, submits. Now, that's the fuzzy good stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, the hard things are when we disagree, because right. my wife and I, we talk about, we did premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. We got to the chapter on submission and we're like, we're not having a problem with that. Yay. And we skipped along and just, I still have the book. Uh -huh. We skipped the chapter. But then when it came to what toilet seat covers we were going to buy <laughs> in Target, that was our first argument. And I wanted to buy the cheaper ones that were a little flimsy. She yeah. wanted to buy the big, thick, fluffy ones that cost a little bit more. Yeah, everybody know you cheap. Yeah. Cheap? <laughs> I don't know if I'm cheap. At that time, we were on a budget. Things were tight. Wedding money was running out. So. Okay, okay. But that was our first first conflict, you know? So my wife said the toughest times for submission is when there's a disagreement. And um, that's the time when as a, you know, two types of authority was what I was going to share before. There's personal authority and then there's positional authority. Okay. Well, positional authority, you know, in our family, the Lord has given me as the head of the household. He's told me that. Just like in the Godhead, you know, there's Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, but then you see Jesus submit to the Father. Okay. He didn't have any problem with it. It's okay. because that's the way the authority is set up. That's the way God ordained it in the Godhead. So this, that's the way we ordained it in, in, in husband and wife uh, marriage relationship. So out of uh, my positional authority, I rarely have to use my positional authority to get my wife to do anything because of my personal authority and our relational connection that we have. That's what that is the main way that she follows my lead in those things. Now, when she does disagree, things can get hot. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. 
But the main thing is, is at the end of the day, I know she trusts my decision because she knows that I trust God. But I think when men on the wrong side, uh, we, I don't think we're supposed to dominate. Right. Over our wives right. and, and, and dictate. That means that a man should have enough um, sureness in himself mm -hmm. to be questioned. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. The Bible says wisdom is easily entreated in the book of James. Uh, so it can he can, he can be questioned. He can be inquired. He can be appealed to. So I think a lot of the issues with submission come in during disagreements. And we, and I'm, and you could be in your mind like I just want her to be quiet and listen to what I tell you, you know. And then from the other perspective, the man might have said something, and the wife might be like, "But he ain't listening to me. He's got to do it my way." So there's a tendency for the wife to want to usurp authority over the man. There's a tendency for the man to want to dominate over, her. and that's a, that's the sin condition. So in our sinful state, those extremes are bad. But when we're following after God, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I want to, I want you to, uh, I kind of want to unpack a little bit and I want to make sure that everybody understand that what you're talking about on positional authority and personal authority. So positional authority is if you got a job and you are the supervisor and you tell the employee, employee, I want you to do this. And they say, why? And you say, because I'm That's a supervisor. <laughs> because of my position. Right. You know what I mean? And so it'd be translating that to a, a marriage is that when you, when your wife may be disagreeing with you, say no. Cause I'm the man. It's gonna right. be this way. Cause I'm the head. You you have to. You you're always doing that, right? And then the other the other one is when you have a relationship with somebody, you actually sit down and tell them this is why I believe it's the the best way. And even if we disagree, at least you understand the why behind it. You know what I mean? Exactly. You, at least you understand the why. And I've heard you out. We've heard each other out. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I think that's a, a probably a healthy example right. of what of what godly submission will look like. Yeah. And then I think you gave a lot of examples of what uh, unhealthy, you know, what it looked like dominating, dominating, listening, and then then manipulating. You know, a, a female could try to manipulate, you know, her husband to try to get her ways and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then, so manipulate on one side, dominate on the other side. No, that's where the clash happens. Yeah. Yeah. But when you have two that are submitted to God and God Support. first, yeah. it, 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 it does work. God's way does work uh, for marriage uh, with submission and headship. And it doesn't have to be a dirty word when it's taught right. Mm -hmm. But the world has, and, and abuse, <clears throat> abuse is what has caused the stain, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because you find, and even when I'm talking to uh, women about submission, most of the ones who have that, uh, regurgitation that's about to yeah. come up right. are the ones who have have seen men abuse women. That's right. You know what I mean. It's never the ones who grew up in a healthy relationship right. in, or in a healthy household. They're never the ones who was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so against it." Right. It's the ones who have themselves have been in abusive relationships, or they grew up, or a combination of both. Right. You know what I mean. And so, uh, I think that wraps it up for today. I think. Uh, I think there are so many different takeaways. I think, and, and one thing I want the, the audience to really remember that he said that's really so important is that, so we start off talking about support and about why support is so important and dealing with support and just really making sure that you ask, you ask them or not, I think it would be good to ask, how can I support you better, right? And then on the flip side of that is making sure that you already have an answer 
right? Or you can just take the initiative to say, hey, mm -hmm. it would make me feel supported when you do this. And when you do this, like you said, telling them the feeling that's attached to it when they actually show up and support you. Right. And then something else that he said that really is a big takeaway for me is that submission is not taken, mm -hmm. it's given. Right. Submission is not taken, it's given, right? right? And right. that uh, we as, we, as, uh, we as men especially, we gotta remember that, that there's two different types of authority. Positional and personal, right? And personal, and that submission really ain't needed when everything's going hunky dory. It's needed in times of conflict. Yeah. <laughs> and God set it up so stuff can still get done right. in times of conflict, so you're not living your life in long pauses. Right. And a lot of times in our relationships, our lives are at pause because we are in so so much tension and drama that nothing's getting done. All we're doing is fighting because we don't understand submission and st things still got to get done. That's right. The, the last thing that I hope that you already took away is that especially if you a person who are with you are with someone who is not carrying that weight that Pastor Hill hit it on the nail uh, to me when he said you need, you need to make sure you're not making it super comfortable in that house because pain what you say about pain yeah pain can initiate and create some things and can create discomfort to get them moving yeah <laughs> yeah you know the thing I think about I think about I think about uh because uh, I, I grew up in a household where you got whooped. And I, and so I remember. I, we got a lot of time. <laughs> uh, sometimes it's, if I'm standing up, I didn't just, you move after that. It caused you to jump yeah, forward because right. it's painful. Yeah. And pain got a way of making you jump forward. It, it does. You know, you either you either suffer the, the, the pain of the, con the consequences or suffer the pain of regret. Mm. One or the other. Yeah. So you might as well let the consequences come and suffer that pain instead of always just walking in regret. Allow them to suffer a little pain. You might have to suffer a little with them if you're married. Yeah. But the end of the matter could produce something. It might make a man out of him. It might make a woman out of her. Yeah. Whichever is the one. And you know, the important thing about that is sometimes we're only looking at the short term. That's, not, that's right. And we're not looking at the long term. Because marriage is a definite part. That could be a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It could. Yeah, definitely could. So, so please be patient with me. Yeah. God is not through with yeah. me yet. Yeah. Remember that old song? So yeah. yeah. We got to yeah. be patient with each other yeah. as we're maturing. Yeah. And so if you're the person who is always carrying the weight, always bailing them out of every single situation, you just need to be willing to accept that you're going to be doing that for a very, very long time if you don't allow them to experience that discomfort right you know and allow god to intervene and, and get in yeah. and then, you know when you said that when you said sometimes you're stepping in yeah, between god's, god's mm -hmm. way of really trying to work with them and right. chastise them and right correct them right like that that really hit home because you know not only do i see i see parents do that they oh, have absolutely. adult adult kids exactly and it's so hard to you got to hold back and allow them to go through some of that pain because in that pain is where their growth is. And I've I, I seen parents yes. cripple their kids, grown kids Cripple. too. I'm not talking about under 18. I'm saying grown, around my age. Yes. Crippling them, these kids right. and to the point where grown, still not working, still paying. This is, I, I know parents who are paying bills for their married son at the married house that just blows my mind yeah why he don't work it's a disservice you know what i mean and sometimes you just gotta let they like he gotta learn how to stand on his own two feet that's right you know what i mean and so <laughs> i don't you struck a nerve didn't you <laughs> you struck a nerve when you said that. <laughs>
When you say that, sometimes you stand away from that growth. You got to get out of God's way sometimes. Ask him where he's at work and let him do the thing in their heart. Yeah, and sometimes it might, uh, it might be seeing them uh, go through some things that might be difficult. And you have to turn that father instinct, that mother instinct off for a little bit and let the father uh, do his bidding. Pastor, you know, one of the things that bothers me a great deal, because I'm just like you, I meet a lot of men. And the thing that bothers me a lot is when I meet a man who's at a certain age, he has the age, right, where he should be performing like a man, but his mentality is, is lacking in, in that area. And in every single instance that I've seen so far, I ain't that old, I'm only 34, but every single instance I've seen so far, I was always able to trace an enabler to that. Hmm. When you every single time, every time, it may be a it may be a mother, mother. it may be an auntie, right. it may be a or a girlfriend. Right. I'm always able. Right. When people don't have enablers, because I didn't have one. <laughs> when people don't have enablers, it causes you to grow. It does. And it causes you to grow faster. And mm -hmm. and people say, man, you so mature. Well, I didn't have nobody enabling me. Right. You know what I mean? That enable stuff. It it causes you not grow as fast. So when you said that, I said, mm -hmm. man, this is. I hope people are listening to this. Well, I hope females are really listening because you have to be careful meeting a man that has is, is been in an enabled state because, you know, he might be just looking for another mother mm. and, and that, that's a dangerous thing. You know, when a, when a man is, is, is running around looking for the comfort of, you know, nice breasts and, and comfort and rub and lay your head and relax so and nice. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when he's looking for that comfort more than the firmness of a chest and the abrasion of another man that can hold him accountable and uh, get in his face a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, and he gets cut, you know, you, you clean up the cut and keep on moving. You know, sometimes we don't need all that, that cushy, cushy comfort, rub my head. Not a man. No, you, you don't. And, and it's careful, a woman will be exhausted, exhausted trying to fill in the voids of a man's life if she doesn't allow him to be able to grow up, you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking to people that are not married yet now. Mm -hmm. So just be careful of that. Yeah, it, It's cute and fun to be caring for them and doing all that stuff in the beginning. But you know, Tyler not in a long-term relationship, that gets old, yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're hard on the men, because we're men. Of course. Right? Hey. <laughs> it's on this. Hey. Yeah, we're, hey. We're, we're men and we're hard on the men. And you know, ladies know their areas they're like, but I, there's a lot of guys that don't have but there are a lot that are listening. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you get it. I got guys coming to me, I just need guidance. Yeah. I, I'm gonna listen, whatever you tell me, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Because they didn't have that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, see, and see, I'm hard on men because I hold men in high regard because I feel like if you're supposed to be the head over something, that means your head need to be right. And and, and so I, I really believe that the, the, the covering, and I feel like men, we're losing our respect in society because women are more responsible than us a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of seeing it. Especially, we use the excuse, oh, I'm just in my 20s. So what? Right. The people who changed the world? Martin Luther King was in his 20s. Right. When so he changed, like, Martin Luther King was in his 20s That's when he right. changed the world. <laughs> like, the people that, when you yeah. start studying history, these were people in their 20s who right. were revolutionaries. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of times we, we oh, he just young. Well, he ain't gonna be young forever. That's right. He ain't gonna be in his 20s forever. He ain't gonna be in his 30s forever. That's right. You know what I mean? You gonna grow up. And so it's important what happens, you start now. And so I feel like, man, we have to have men, more men like you, who are examples to younger brothers like me, 
who are who are who are people we consider as real men who are holding it down, who are responsible, who mm -hmm. have a, not perfect, who have weight. You know what I mean? Right. And and uh, I think it's you do yourself as a disservice as a man, especially as a married man. You expecting, especially if you know scripture, you expecting somebody to submit to you. You know what I mean? You submit, you you expecting somebody to submit to you, but you still got enablers out there. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I I, I wholeheartedly agree. We have a heavy responsibility as a man, and uh, with freedom comes responsibility. And you say it's free. I want to be the leader, but it also comes with responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. All right. Hey. Oh. Uh, next episode, y'all tune in. <laughs> I hope you had a great time with Pastor Hill. His church is located at twenty two hundred North Bryant. In his church of blaze, awesome family man, a man who I can attest to that has a great faith in the Lord and he's real about what he preaches about and his family life is key in his life. All right, God bless y'all until the next episode. God bless. Hey everybody, Marquise Miller, pastor here at Reach Out Ministries. I wanna personally invite your cousin, your uncle, your nephew, whoever it is, your, your knuckle-headed brother, I want him personally, I want you to get him to come with me. It's, 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 we're kicking off something in March called March Madness. March Madness, which I'm a basketball fan, I'm a ball, I'm a hooper, everybody knows that. So we're kicking off something called Money Madness in March. All right, it's called Money Madness. I want you to invite, and I'm doing something in particular, especially for the men. Uh, every first Monday, that's right, put in your calendar, and every last Monday of the month in March, uh, uh, I will begin a series for men only. Women, we ain't forgot about y'all, don't worry. But for men only, it will be here at the church uh, the first and last Monday of every month, start in March. Uh, I'm gonna take 30 men and I wanna help them with real steps to build financial wellness for them and their family so they can leave a legacy for their kids' kids like the Bible says. It says a wise man leaves a legacy for his kids' kids and I want us to leave not only just a spiritual legacy but we wanna leave a financial legacy as well. So once you invite, invite your nephew, you got a brother, you got a cousin, Invite them on out to be a part of this financial uh, literacy class. This is going to change their lives. We're going to deal with issues with credit, on how to leverage your credit, why credit is so important, how to get stuff off of your credit, or we're going to deal with leveraging, uh, how to deal with equity. We're going to deal with, uh, with, with these issues and more. I want you to be, and it's free. That's right. Free 99, because I believe it's part of my calling, my degree is in finance, I believe it's part of my calling to help people get their finances in order. I hope to see you there. You can go sign up on reachoutok.org, because I'm just taking the first 30 men, uh, and this will last it, uh, for three months. Uh, it's two sessions per month, the first and last. All right, God bless you. Once you invite somebody, hope to see you there. Do me a favor. Come out and meet me at Reach Out Ministries, where we take Christ to the people.